This episode of Rushing and Ranting was recorded prior to the announcement of the Southern League emergency meeting on the 1st of December. Russian and Ranting podcast. My name is Joseph McCormack and once again I'm delighted to be joined by Scott Stapley, Alex Raspin and Oddie Mortimore. Great to see you guys again uh, over the waves of course. How are we all doing? Oh good thanks. Good thanks Joseph. Yeah I'm doing great thanks. Lovely stuff. Before we start we'd just like to thank each and every one of you who tuned into the first episode last month. Uh, it's been in the works for a long time but I'm so glad it's finally come together and we hope you all enjoy listening to it as much as we did recording it. Be sure to spread the word about Russian and Ranting. Uh, leave us some ratings and reviews. And you can also drop us a message on Anchor FM slash Russian dash and dash Ranting. Um, that would be great if you could do that, as we believe this is the start of what's going to be a great journey. Uh, now, we're recording this episode on the day that AFC Russian Diamonds have announced that they're expecting to restart their campaign with Kings Langley at home on the 5th of December, followed by our FA Trophy tie versus Peace for Sports. So we're going to be discussing those games in further depth. Uh, we're going to touch on the fixtures that we may have coming up. Obviously, we don't know what's to come as of yet after Kings Langley and Peter Sports. But we'll look at the fixture list and discuss what else December may hold. And we're also going to be discussing the new CARB initiative that the club have been selected to participate in and the benefits of that. So without further ado, on with the pod. The first goal since mid-November for Martin Devaney, who started the previous match on the bench. His haul. Can he replicate the goal? Oh! It's a better one! It's truly magnificent from Paul Hall! There haven't been many years in the Millennium Stadium, but I doubt there's been many better goals than that. There's only one place to start, gents, and that is, of course, with the news that football is coming back to Hayden Road, quite literally, as we restart with two home games against Kings Langley and Peterborough Sports. Northampton Shearer has been placed in Tier 2, which means that we can have fans back at the ground. Uh, Alex, first of all, uh, how much are you looking forward to the return of step-free football and, and seeing fans once again? I know it's only been about a month or so, but it feels like forever, doesn't it? I mean, we were quite fortunate in that we were able to uh, have fans back when other clubs at higher higher levels obviously weren't. Um, but nevertheless, it does feel like a, a, a lifetime again, as it did the first time in the first lockdown since we've seen the Diamonds play. Just really excited to get back, really, and hopefully pick up where we left off because um, we had that win against Hensford. Obviously, we did lose against Colville just before um, the lockdown, but I, th- I felt like the performances were, were good at the time. And, um, yeah, just hopefully we can kick on and we can all get the enthusiasm back again. Scott, we've obviously seen in the Premier League particularly uh, how much a, a lack of fans can have such an impact on the team. Um how important do you feel is it that the fans return, particularly at this level? Very important because, um, I mean, we've been, we're lucky, so we're not in tier three. Um, but for us, essentially, as a club, we couldn't survive without having fans coming through the turnstiles, watching our matches, um, you know, every week. 
Um, although we've seen at the higher levels with um, what they call an elite sport, so that's the um, Football League, the Premier League, National League, National League North, National League South, where they've been getting obviously um, support from the government so they can play behind closed doors. Um, their games and continue to play obviously through the lockdown period as well. Um, step three and lower, we obviously couldn't do that without any sort of similar support from the government. Um, so for us, unless that was was to take place, um, it's essential that we have fans in the stadiums so that we can actually sustain the club as a business as we play games. Um, so yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to the first game against Kings Langley when restart happens. Definitely. Anything you'd like to add, Ollie? Yeah, just to echo what Alex and Scott have already said, it's a um, fantastic feeling to you know to, to have football back soon. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it's uh, it, it's it's weird when you um, you know when you're going throughout the week and you normally have a Saturday or a Tuesday game to look forward to to kind of focus on. And obviously, we've not had that um, over the last month and um, during the first lockdown as well. So it'll be a yeah fantastic feeling to to get back to it and to get fans back into Hayden Road. Um, yeah, bring it on. So let's dive into that first game back. Uh, we're at Hayden Road as we're taking on Kings Langley in the Southern League Premier Central. We only played Kings Langley once last season, uh, but unfortunately that game ended in a 1-0 defeat at the Orbital Fastness Stadium. Ollie, how do you feel um, Kings Langley are getting on last season and how have they started this campaign? Yeah, last season we were, we were quite... Um up and down and so far this season they've been um in many ways they're the draw specialists um they played um the joint um highest amount of games so far in the league uh which is nine games altogether and they've drawn five of those um quite a lot of the games um have been quite tight um with not much in them at all um so it's going to be it's going to be a good a good test for us um, I think it's quite poignant that um, when we do play Kings Langley on the um, 5th of December, um, that it will be one day short um, of one year ago since we did play them. You mentioned, Joseph, um, about losing 1-0 um, um, last December. But, um, yeah, as I say, the, the in ninth position in the table at the moment, drawn um, over half of their league games so far, um, they haven't won away from home in the league yet. Famous last word there, potentially. But um, and it depends which way you look at it. They've only won one of their last five games before lockdown, but they've only lost one of those as well, with with three draws in there, obviously. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be a a good test. Obviously, the first game back, both sides will be um, not having have had much um, training and preparation perhaps so um, it'll be a good test and um, hopefully like Alex mentioned earlier we can carry on um, from where we left off last to Hayden Road when we beat Hensford 2-1. It's an interesting point you made there Ollie about the, the lack of preparation that the, the teams are going to be having. I do wonder if there's going to be some freak results on that weekend because the players aren't uh, presumably only going to have been able to have trained once probably a maximum of twice together um, will they be fit after the, the lockdown? This is not just us I'm talking about. This is kind of every team in the league, really. Um, you might end up with some strange results this weekend and it might not necessarily kind of go how we think. We've had a very similar start to Kings Lamley in terms of the points that we've had or points per game or whatever. Um, you say they're kind of they're drawn a lot of games. Um, but it, I think it could make for kind of a very interesting game. Uh, I do wonder if we, we'll um, kind of pick up where we left off or whether we, it might take us a while to get going and take everybody a bit of time to get going. Yeah, I would. I mean, I think it's. Um, I think one thing it's interesting to see how the different clubs are actually um, designed to start lockdown. 
Some are going to start on the 12. Some probably might actually start with the FA Trophy game if they've been lucky like we have to get to the next round. Um, some will be starting on the 5th like ourselves. Um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of permutation and what sort of advantage there is actually of starting an earlier game, whether having those additional training sessions in some cases for the 12th, whether that will put them in good stead or in our, whether our case actually just playing games, which I probably think is our preference. It's just to have the players playing games, which probably will help us if we're going, when we're going into the FA Trophy game. So by the time we hit the 12th, the players will have that two game, sorry, to the um, league game on the 12th away at Royston. We would have had um, two league game, two games under our belt already, so competitive games, which might actually put some better preparation for that. Although, obviously, ideally, we, we want to win the Kings Langley game, we'll get a result, and also obviously win the um, Peterborough Sports game on the Tuesday, so we can progress to the next round. Uh, so, as we said earlier on, we've got consecutive home games to kick off the restart. As following the Kings Langley game, we've got Peterborough Sports in the, uh, the first round proper of the FA Trophy. Peterborough Sports are, in fact, the only side that Diamonds did not face in the league last season. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this game pans out. Ollie, what more can you tell us about Peterborough Sports? How have they been getting on? Yeah, they've um, not been doing too bad in the season so far. They are just um, lower mid-table, so they are 12th at the moment, but they have played the joint least amount of matches in the league. So I think it's um, relative in terms of that once they've um, caught up on games. Um, obviously, if they get points from those, I think they'll be um, up towards the, the top five um, in the league standings. Um, yeah, they've played six games, won two, drawn three um, and lost one. Um, last season was their first um, campaign at, at step three. Um, and before the season was curtailed in March, they were in the top five there and looking quite um, promising for um, holding on for that, um, you know, for playoffs at the end of that season. Um, so it would have been interesting to see if the season had have finished, you know, how they would have got on and if they would have secured back-to-back um, promotions. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting, um, the fact that um, we've not played them before um, and we'll, we'll have to see how we get on. But um, it will be um, a good game, I'm sure, um, and hopefully a good atmosphere to boot as well. I think Scott was just giving us the eyes to say that perhaps Peterborough Sports might be above us, <laughs> not below us. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking. They've actually played one game less than us, actually, as well. So it's one of those ones. Um, again, it's like we were saying last week with um, lots of Hennessford and Bromsgrove, where they are in the league. Again, they, it might be a case of they, um, they're still finding their feet. Because, I mean, some of the players they've got on paper, actually, for this level, are very, very good. Um, particularly sort of ex-Corby and... Um, Corby players and Stamford players who play for Stamford, um, sort of like sort of Paul Malone, among others. And um, also, I think they've also got Lewis Hilliard still. Um, if, old, if Diamond fans can remember him from the old club, potentially in the early days, who spent a lot of time at St. Nears and then um, in recent years has actually ended up at um, um, Peterborough Sports, which I know from the t- days on the terraces when we were obviously reforming and going up the league, so we always wondered whether he would end up at Diamonds, but instead he's ended up at um, Peterborough Sports. Peterborough Sports are a team that's kind of always interested me, actually. I don't think there's any secret that I think there's probably a bit of money going in there. There's been 
massive progression. They were not not that long ago. They were a step six side, and they've made it their way to step three. And they looked even good, possibly for promotion at the back end of last season. But what is really interesting about them is that their turnover of players seems to be extremely low. They've still got a lot of the players that kind of got them out the UCL. They're still there, and a lot of those players that did join them in the UCL, I think they were not too long ago playing in the kind of the Conference North with. Corby, the likes of um, Mark Jones, Richard Jones, Paul Malone that you'd mentioned earlier. Um, Avelino Vieira, who's, I think he's just gone now, but he's been there a long time. Josh Mormon is another one who scored a lot of goals for Corby in Conference North and has been at Peterborough Sports for a good few years now. Um, but I mean, I don't think there's any secret they're a team on the up, aren't they? I think they've been offering contracts to players in the summer um, and clearly they're only heading in, in one direction at the moment. Ollie, we haven't played this Peter Sports team since we've been at this level. Uh, do you think it'll be one of those tentative games where two teams are just trying to work each other out? Or do you think that Diamonds will you know, have a game plan and go into the match looking to stamp their authority, seeing as you know, it's knockout football? Yeah, I think you know, with us obviously being the home side, um, we'll, we'll want to attack from the off um, and make sure that we're trying to get you know, an early foothold in the game. Um, I think the fact that we haven't played them before will be kind of the a levelling factor because of the break that we'll have had before. I know we'll have had the Kings-Langley game um, three days before that to get some further, you know, match sharpness and some confidence from that. And Peter Sports will have had um, their game as well if they start back on the fifth. Um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to to see, um, you know, how we how we approach the game. Um, I know we've not got a fantastic record in the FA Trophy before, but ironically, this will be the furthest we've ever reached in the competition, having not actually played an FA Trophy match so far this season. So it is um, weird in some ways. Um, furthest we'd reached before was the second qualifying round back in the 16-17 season and the 18-19 season as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a chance for us to you know attack them from the off. Um, like Alex has said, they are a very good side, so we don't want to leave ourselves too open at the back, um, you know, to their um, strong attacking players. Um, but I think if we get the first goal in the game, um, we'll be able to go from there and um, hopefully push on uh, through to the second round. Absolutely. And uh, looking elsewhere in that first round draw, Scott, are there any other ties that uh, look quite interesting and uh, perhaps we should keep an eye on? Um, I don't know. It's difficult because, um, I mean, with the other, it really depends on where we end, what sort of section we end up in, really, if that makes sense. Um, it's still heavily regionalised, and then you've got the step two sides coming in. I mean, if we get, obviously, I don't want to really talk about obviously progress on this stage because it could easily be a banana skin. I think what we've got, bear in mind with the Peterborough Sports game, is it is sort of a local derby in that respect. Um, and the reason I say say it's like a local derby is because though they're in Cambridgeshire, Peterborough, from a football point of view, is actually part of Northlands FA in that respect. All the clubs, all the Peterborough clubs are seem to be in Northlandshire FA. Um, so that's why you could have ended up getting them in the Hillier Cup and that. But given the sort of proximity to Rushton, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring quite a few with them from Peterborough, whether that's sort of like um, their own fans, along with some additional fans, possibly from Peterborough United, who may not necessarily be able to get into the games um, on the day, you know, from whenever Peterborough actually get the chance to start in the next home game, if that if there's not a clash. Um, for that, what I would stress is if, if we do find there's going to be quite a few Peterborough fans getting I mean, the moment the tickets come on sale, I would really suggest, strongly suggest that Diamonds fans buy tickets early because what we've seen with Ticketmaster at the club is um, there's a lot of excitement like, from, the, from the away fans um, when we've had these ties, like the Newark game and that. So if you want to avoid disappointment, 
it's strongly recommended that you obviously buy your tickets early, the earlier the better um, for that game if you want to get in. So if you are thinking about it, go on ticket source and get, it, get in early. I remember uh, that when we were due to play them last season, their assistant manager at the time was extremely lively on Twitter, wasn't he? He was being very critical about, um, I think he actually, did he drive over to Hayden Road to uh, try and look at the pitch himself to see if it, it should genuinely have been called off? I know that the guy has actually left Peter Sports in the last few weeks, <laughs> so he won't actually be there on um, when we do play them. But yeah, it rings a bell from last season. That. I think when we got, yeah, I mean, I think he's got to be careful because I mean, we're just, when we're talking about Kings Langley, obviously, um, Obviously, there was um, an interesting situation a few years ago when we first played them the first time round um, in the 1-1 draw. Um, but since then, obviously, it's been a change of management, change of people, actually, at the clubs. And that, um, and again, obviously, that's all changed. It was, I mean, I went last year down to, P, um, to Kings Langley. And it was a very... They've done a lot of improvements to the ground since we were there a few years ago. Um, and they've still got the old um, stands from Pitch 2, if anybody remembers those from um, Den Park. Uh, it was a nice time from Diamonds, not only to getting Richie Hanlon, who used to be the manager at Kings Langley. Um, but same with Peterborough Sports. I mean, um, I think a lot of the banter going around on social media is because there is that local derby element, because um, it's Peterborough against, with Northamptonshire. And again, they are sort of in that sort of orbit, similar like we probably have with Bedford, um, obviously Ketchering and Northampton. So I'd, I'd probably just look at that as just banter, really, in the grand scheme of things. I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think there was sort of like um, a lot of excitement for them to play that game potentially, which I get. Obviously, it's exciting for us because, again, it's it's probably first time in a while we've had a local derby in the league since we've left the UCL, if you think about it. Because so far, the likes of Corby, well, apart from Ketchington, like that's not, that one off um, a couple of years ago. But apart from that, we've not really had a great deal of sort of like games which you could say are our local rivals in that respect. You know, they could potentially be if things develop over the next few years. So looking ahead to the rest of December, obviously this is all subject to confirmation at the moment, uh, but we've got three league games pencilled in uh, with Royston Town away, uh, Redditch United at home and uh, a trip to Peterborough Sports on Boxing Day. Let's have a look at that uh, Royston game first. Um, obviously there's no easy games in this league, but Ollie, you know, Royston Town going into the back end of last season were the form team, so that that's going to be a tough game for Diamonds, isn't it? Very tough indeed. Um, whenever I hear the words Royston away, it always takes me back to April 2016 when we um, won in the um, playoff semi-final. What a fantastic night that was. Um, I know we've not got a brilliant record against Royston aside from that one victory. Um, I know we only played them once last season and that was at Hayden Road, um, a 1-1 draw there. Um, and that was quite an even game at the time. But you're right, Joseph, yeah, they ended the season... Um, you know, last season very, very well indeed. And we're looking very, very good um, to, to go up automatically or to at least finish in the top top five without a doubt. Um, and it's, it's going to be a tough game. Um, but we, we we go there, hopefully, on the back of a couple of good results against Kings Langley um, and Peterborough Sports in the trophy. Um, and, and hopefully take that confidence into, into that game as well. Definitely. Alex, what are your early thoughts of that game? Haven't had a brilliant start to the season, have they, Royston? I think they'll be a bit disappointed with what they've done so far. I know they lost a player in the summer. I think Hartlepool picked up one of their players, um, Afosu, Afosu, something like that. Um, but they they picked up um, Isaac Galliford, who Diamonds fans may remember. He was at Hitchin Town um, a couple of years ago. Uh, but he was also playing for England Sea whilst at Hitchin Town at Step 3. So 
um, a player to keep an eye on in that game for sure. But I think it will be an interesting one to see. You know, I, I'm not. I think they, from memory, they've had a, a tough start to the season in terms of the teams that they've played. Um, so perhaps in a little bit of a false position, they could have had some easier fixtures there. But I don't think we'll be taking Royston or any or anybody lightly, really. But certainly not those on that day. Just going to add to that. Actually, I was just looking at she'd see where Royston are. They're actually eighth, um, not just far, not far out of the playoffs. Funny enough. Um, so it's not too bad. But the, they lose about their first four games. I'm sure they had a terrible start. No, they've only, it's funny if they've only lost the one game. Um, just looking at it, they've won. They've, they've only won two games. They've won two, drawn five. So I suppose probably from their point of view, from where they were last year. Um, but again, it's only early season if you look at it. I mean, they're only about six points off um, Colville, in, who were top actually, play, having played a game more. So again, it's. As you say, because it's a bit of a, they're a little bit of a bogey team in the sense that, apart, from, yeah, apart of the only win we've actually had against them from memory is the um, game in that playoff final, in that playoff semi-final, away at their place. Um, since then, obviously, we've always seen it seems to be a place we've struggled in the last two, the previous, the first visit and the um, last visit we've had there. Yeah, I think just to echo what Scott says, really, you know, it is very early to to sort of make calls on who's had a good start and who's had a bad start. You know. As you say, um, Scott, they've they've had quite a few draws early on, um, and so, uh, teams that we might have predicted to be up near the top are down near the bottom. You know, the likes of Peterborough Sports, Nuneaton haven't had a great start. You know, all these teams that we predict to be right near the top uh, are sort of down near the bottom, and it, it, it's a bit of a, a crazy league this season. We've spoken about sides that have obviously have, have had mixed starts to the season or starts that we wouldn't expect of them. Uh, and one of those sides is Redditch. Now, we faced Redditch after Royston uh, at Hayden Road. And well, Redditch is an interesting one because obviously they were down near the bottom last season, looked certain to be relegated uh, had it not been for the for the pandemic. Uh, but Redditch were up in the, in the playoffs this season. They've started the season really well, haven't they, Ollie? Yeah, it's been a complete transformation from last season. Uh, like say, Joe, if I know... Um, the ex-Diamonds um, legend Dwayne Darby had gone in to manage them, um, you know, towards the back end of last season, but really struggling for results. I think um, what they they got a point against us in August 2019, and that was one of their only points for a good four or five months, something like that. I know we then beat them um, 3-0 in March. I think it was our last home game before um, last season was curtailed. But, yeah, complete um, change, you know, for how they are this season. They've... Um, you know, started the season really, really well. I know we've said it's 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 early days, so there's still, um, you know, a lot of games to be played, a lot of points to be won and lost at the same time. But um, yeah, no easy games at this at this league, um, and that will certainly be another uh, another good test for us. I think they had a takeover in the summer, didn't they, Redditch? Um, I'm not entirely sure of the the ins and outs of what happened there last season, but clearly there was no real investment in the in the playing squad. I think they'd sort of accepted relegation probably by Christmas. So didn't I think they went on something like a 21-22 game losing run after picking up that point against us? But clearly, complete transformation in the summer. Um, and yeah, the start to the season that they've had suggests that it might be the polar opposite for them this season. They could be around the top of the league as opposed to around the bottom and considering they would have pre- presumably resigned themselves to relegation last season 
um, then got a reprieve because of the situation. Um, it's funny how things turn out, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just thinking that actually they we were pretty much dead and buried last year, but obviously the pandemic's come along and it's helped because although they were starting to gain, pick up form towards the end of the season where they started picking up the off point and, and I think a few wins, I think they beat not Eaton or something like that, um, tail end of last season. Um, it did feel like they'd done, it was too much for them to make up, but certainly this year they've made a flying starting to comparison to last year. I mean, they're sick for the moment. Um, um, 12 points from eight games, one free, drawn free, only lost um, two. Um, again, looking like they're going to be one of those clubs in the mix. But I think actually saying that with Redditch, um, from memory, they've been higher before. I think they were a National League North side at one point. So in a lot of ways, although although probably from what they were like last year, you could say they probably would end up at step four if that team was there last year. As a club, probably, and as in terms of their sort of like their ground and their facilities and that, they probably could they're probably perfectly fine at step three, or if not higher, potentially, in terms of what they've got um, in place. And this year, uh, our Boxing Day fixture is Peterborough Sports away. Now, obviously, we've talked about Peterborough Sports uh, earlier on in our FA Trophy discussion. But, you know, perhaps they're a, a different proposition at, at home than they are away from home. Ollie, what do you think? Yeah, it's, um, it's ironic, isn't it, that in um, over eight years of being a senior club, we, we don't play them once, and we play them twice in the... Um, twice in the space of um, two and a half, three weeks. Um, so it should be, you know, a really, um, you know, good opportunity. Like you say, there might be a, a different um, beast at home um, compared to away. Obviously, they'll have had a chance to see what we're like in that trophy game and vice versa as well. Um, Boxing Day fixtures are always, you know, good atmosphere, aren't they? Um, you know, after Christmas, people um, want to get to a get to a match the day after so that'll be a really special occasion um, and hopefully you know a good result to match um, for us as well. Can I just mention something here and it's not necessarily around the game itself but I've been to Peterborough Sports Ground before and the parking there is appalling. Um, it is possibly the worst ground I've ever been to in terms of parking and there was something that happened recently whereby uh, the, there's a small car park um, kind of behind I think one of the goals, I think they share it with the doctor's surgery and there were some problems with the cars being registered, which resulted in a load of fines for fans, um, which I think they've managed to get overturned. But just a heads up to any Diamonds fans that are going to be travelling that day, and I'm sure there'll be quite a few of them. Um, maybe try and get there a little bit earlier than you might ordinarily because there's not much uh, car parking space at all. Yeah, I think it's, I think actually, I think Peachborough Sports is the only ground in this league I've not actually done before, funny enough. Um, it, whether it's that's neutral as a groundhog, but although I've been to all the uh, been to all the games as a Diamonds fan, um, yeah, because all of, apart from the Peterborough game, Peterborough Sports game, yeah, we've played everybody else, so I have been to all the other ones. Um, Peterborough Sports has always been one which is on my sort of um, list of grounds I've always wanted to go to because it's quite nearby for you know just knocking one off the list basically to use groundhog to speak. Um, but I've left it because I always thought we, at some point we'd probably cross paths with them. Obviously, that's now going to happen um, but it'll be interesting to see how it's how it comes about because from my understanding it's about I think it's like they came into the UCL from memory they came from the UCL Division 1 the year we got promoted from UCL Division 1 from the Peterborough and District League and they basically built a ground from what was essentially just um, two uh, probably a clubhouse and two um, goal two, uh, one set of goalposts to you know, um, a full step three ground standard ground pretty much um, I think Alex you said you, when you went there it was a um, they were still improving and also it'll be interesting how it's developed from then 
Well, we were due to have our return fixture against Leicester this month, and obviously that's going to be rescheduled um, due to our FA Trophy involvement. Uh, Scott, I just wanted to ask you, because I feel like this would be more of a question for you. Uh, obviously, we are in what is going to be a very long, truncated season. Um, and obviously, with what happened in November, all of those games are going to be rescheduled. But how, how do you think they're going to fit in um, in our campaign? Are they going to be just put, to, put at the end of the season, or how do you think that's going to work? Um, it's a good question. I really don't know at this stage. We've got to see what happens from what the league comes back with. Um, I would suspect there might be another desire to um, get some of the more long, you know, longer haul games um, swapped out on Saturday. So you might find some games maybe which are close to the home. Um, obviously, I don't know which what they will remove. I don't say, for example, Biggles Way Town, for example, that might get switched out with um, Livestock. Um, away, I really don't know. That's just me throwing names in the hat, but certainly just to get a bit more balance because certainly November disrupted some. We had the Needham Market away, and we had the game away, and we also had the last off town game away on the um, on the Saturday, which now obviously we've got to now fit in. And I suspect the same will be with Laced and whether they will put that on the Saturday or not. Or not. But, but really, that's something which is up to the league to um, sort out. So at this point, it's pure speculation. So. We'll have to wait and see. Interesting enough with Southern League, um, we're not I don't think we're extending the season. I think it's still finishing second week in May. Um up north, I think they in the Northern Premier League. They've extended the season, they're starting at the same time. The Ismian are extending the league, but they are um starting they're gonna be finishing later as well. So you've got a little bit, I think, from memory. So you have got that stagger season. So it'll be interesting to see how the Southern League balance it. I think they're being a bit optimistic, aren't they, the Southern League? I really can't see us going from here. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I can't see us going from here through to the rest of the season without any further hiccups um, and, and kind of stopping and starting. Um, but having said that, I think there's still enough, isn't there? There's enough, well, there's more than enough Tuesday night games to kind of fit in the games that we have missed out on. Um, so we, we kind of should be OK on that front. But any more hiccups, and there may be a bit of an issue there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's. You, I think I don't think it's so much being optimistic. I think that we really it's just at the moment they've got to just assume there are no problems and just play it as normal at the moment and just try and get as many games as possible in, but in a sensible period. Um, I mean, at the moment, I think expect probably in the short term they probably want to just assess and see how the restart goes first before they start moving fixtures around. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. We, we we're speculating speculate in terms of what's going to happen in the wider world if it if we have another lockdown or not we'll have to just deal with it when it comes Warburton clears up at the back a good clearance good flick from Wormel Jackson now down the right hand side he's got Seger in support he's got a lot of space in that middle lays it back Seger 5-3 excellent stuff that really must be game set a match now super work down the right hand side from Justin Jackson held the ball up well Gary Setchell came in under marks and drove the ball in the roof of the net. We really have had some superb football here this afternoon. Eight goals. What a cup tie. Moving on, then, let's talk more, more about the uh, local co-op community fund. Uh, as you may have seen, the club have been selected to participate in this initiative over the course of the next year. Scott, can you tell us more about this partnership and, and what it involves? Yeah, definitely. It's um, basically it's um, some, something we've just announced re- only a few days ago. Essentially, what it allows um, allows people to do is they can sign up and become a co-op member, um, and they all get a membership card. And it essentially what happens is when they go to the um, list of co-op co-ops on the um, club website, they can obviously buy something from the co-op as, u- as usual. Um, but when they come to the till, they can have their card scanned, and then if they've um, chosen diamonds as the um, 
registered charity for which they want to um, donate towards, um, they will put um, 2p in every pound that that person spends towards the club. And I'm just actually having a look at you at the moment. Um, so far, it's raised um, £11.75, which, again, might not seem a lot. But, again, if lots of people chip in and start using it, soon enough they use the co-op, then that will surely grow as time goes on. Um, I mean, the list of club, list of um, co-ops it covers um, are the Grange Way in Rushton, the High Street in Pine Ferrers, and the co-op funeral care in Rushton as well. And if you want to sign up and... Um, Get membership and also um, um, select the club as the um, your your um, chosen charity. Um, it's co-op.co.uk forward slash membership. Um, if you've got any questions, um, also the staff in store will be more than happy to help. Or if you if you want to get further information from the club, you can email or speak to Stacey Hawkins, um, and her email address is secretary at afcdiamonds.com. Uh, Alex and uh, Ollie further afield in Lincolnshire, uh, where you are, we've seen a whole host of uh, great acts and initiatives across our communities, uh, particularly this year in what's been a, such a turbulent time for everyone. But even with that side, you know, it, it's good to see the club working with the community for such good causes, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I think it's um, yeah, another great uh, initiative that the, that the club is doing. Um, obviously, we've seen other ones in the last um, you know nine months or so, especially you know with a new home and away shirts with the um, fans' names on raising much needed money for the club um, the monthly um, lottery scheme as well that um, you know goes towards the the, the playing fund um, yeah this is just a, another one to to add to that um, I think it's been well it goes about saying it's been such a difficult year for for all especially for um, you know those those clubs and sports at grassroots levels who might not have got as much um, support as as other clubs and sports at, at higher levels, so to speak. So to do something like this really does make such a such a massive difference, um, and it's really exciting news. Alex, anything you'd add? Well, we're de- we're clearly a community club, aren't we? That's kind of the whole ethos of it. Um, we, we've got such a massive junior section at the Diamonds. Uh, it kind of Everybody knows somebody who's affiliated with the club in some way, and it's really important, I think, as well, to just be visible within the community, and that's why these kind of things are uh, absolutely perfect, um, and long may it continue. The key thing about us, for us to get involved in the community more is, that, is um, our volunteer base, um, which is certainly something we as a club would like to grow further. Um, so if you'd like to get involved, just let us know. Um, there's more than enough to go around. Um, obviously, we're open to ideas. Um, which people might have to help us engage with the community, um, build those links further. Obviously, there's a lot of things on hold because of the current pandemic, um, for obvious reasons. But um, it's also not just about the ideas; it's also about people who want to just, you know, give up their time as well. It's really, really crucial we can get more people just involved, so we can get that get that message out and hopefully grow things. So, if you want to get involved, just let us know. Brilliant. I think that just about wraps things up. Then. Guys, thank you for your company this evening. I uh, really enjoyed chatting with you once again. Mark your calendars, everyone, because the countdown is on as we look ahead to our first game back on December the 5th. In the meantime, keep it locked uh, to all our club socials for the latest Diamonds news and updates. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Rushing and Ranting. Be sure to leave a rating and a review because it helps us get found and it helps us evolve our content. Make sure you stay safe, wash your hands, cover your faces, all that good stuff. And we'll see you back down at Hayden Road very, very soon. Take care.
This episode of Rushing and Ranting was recorded prior to the announcement of the Southern League emergency meeting on the 1st of December.